Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? Welcome back to Stuff You Don't Need to Know. I'm Jay. Let's get started. Of course, we are talking about Season 1 of Stargirl. This is Episode 8, Shiv Part 2. Now, last week when we talked about Shiv Part 1, I said this was probably the best episode of the season, and I still stand by that, although I will admit that this particular episode, Shiv Part 2, it comes in pretty close. And this is what I like. Uh, you know, I mean, I've been really raving about this series uh, all along here, and you know, it's it's like these last two episodes, these this two-part episode, Shift 1 and 2, I think that really highlight why the show is really doing a good job, just as a TV show in general, and really as a comic book superhero show as well. Because, uh, and again, uh, before I go any further, I'm just going to say spoilers. Um, I've given up trying to, like, hide the content of these episodes. Uh, if you've been listening this far, I'm really going to assume that you've been watching the episodes, and hopefully when you see this pop up on your feed, you know, you're, you've already seen the episode, and you're just waiting really to hear my two cents. So, spoiler alert, I mean, if uh, you haven't seen it, definitely push pause right now, go watch the episode, and come on back. Now, like I said... I think Stargirl is probably one of the best shows really just this year so far. I think the thing that's really hard, you know, I don't want to say hard, but I think the thing about that is, is, you know, quite honestly, with streaming services and, you know, things like, well, I mean, streaming services, I should say, you know, streaming services offering original content uh, and access to watching shows and, and movies that I grew up with and I really, really loved. I haven't really watched network television in a while. Yes, I know Stargirl is technically on the CW and starting next season. Oh, by the way, spoiler alert, it has been picked up for a second season, thank God. It's going to be exclusively a CW show. It won't be on uh, DC Universe anymore after this first season. Quite honestly, just as a little bit of a sidebar, I mean, does this mean that DC Universe is going to be going away? A lot of the content that they have is pretty much shifting over to HBO Max, and the fact now that uh, season two of Stargirl is really only going to be shown on the CW. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with DC Universe. I mean, quite honestly, I still have DC Universe. And while I do enjoy it, I mean, I, I enjoy it really because I'm getting to watch the animated films. I have HBO Max so I can watch Doom Patrol there, uh, you know, the CW, and I have a CW app. Uh, you know, a lot of these things I can really just watch elsewhere. Although, again, whenever I watch Stargirl, I watch it on uh, DC Universe. Now, granted, it comes out uh, Sunday nights, uh, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Usually Monday, I, I catch it uh, on the DC app uh, pretty much, or um, I have the DC app on my Xbox, and that's pretty much where I watch it. The reason that I prefer it there is I always like the little DC intro with the heroes there, kind of like, I don't want to say ripping off, but really, you know, their sort of intro... Um, kind of counter to what Marvel was doing. Really, you know, they feature their heroes. I mean, you know, you watch any kind of DC property, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Also, too, you know, if I if I watch Stargirl on the CW app, uh, even if even though it's the CW app, uh, there's commercials. No commercials with DC Universe. So the thing is, is, you know, I know I got a little sidetracked here. 
I really don't know what the future of DC Universe is going to be. Like I said, shows are pretty much being pulled away or split between DC Universe and other providers. Again, Doom Patrol, you can watch it uh, both on DC Universe and HBO Max. Harley Quinn, just uh, the animated series, just finished up a few weeks back. Uh, it's going to come back for a third season. Is it going to continue there? Is it going to go to HBO Max? Is it going to go somewhere else? You know, again, splitting time between DC Universe and HBO Max. Who knows? But um, yeah, I mean, considering the fact that Stargirl got Stargirl got uh, renewed for a second season and will only be on CW, I really don't know what that says about uh, DC Universe, but we'll have to wait and see. Anyway, like I said, uh, the reason I think that Stargirl is really doing a good a good job as a TV series and really as a superhero TV series is the fact like I really love the pacing of the show. You know, when you get a when you get a hero show, especially in their first season, there's a lot of establishment. You know, look at some of the shows that I had talked about in the past, uh, Batwoman and Doom Patrol and um, Titans. You know, when the first season comes around, you have to really establish a lot. You have to establish your heroes. You have to establish your villain. That takes, or it seems to, take a lot of time. We're already on the eighth episode i believe yeah this is the eighth episode i mean we're raring to go we know who the good guys are for the most part we know who the bad guys are there's still some mystery here but they're really kind of they're really kind of cutting through a lot of dragging things out dragging out origins and dragging out conflict between heroes and villains and they're really just getting down to it and i mean that's really reflected in the opening uh pretty much when we you know we know what happened to courtney at the end of last week's episode, you know, she battled Shiv, and Shiv wounded her. Uh, Pat, of course, with the aid of the cosmic staff, came to her rescue, and what we see is he stages a car accident. His beloved 55, 56, 57 Buick, uh, he pretty much rams it right into a tree. Um, you know, again, Pat is the stepdad here, and uh, I just got to give it to the character of Pat Dugan and to Luke Wilson, who portrays him. I mean, he is doing a phenomenal job here, you know, portraying Pat Dugan uh, as well you know the writing for this character is absolutely amazing uh you know i'd like to see them i'd like to see them give him more to i mean and they have been giving him more to do uh you know and again this episode is really a perfect example of it uh in the beginning he was kind of there to sort of introduce courtney to this world of the jsa he kind of took a sidestep while courtney really discovered who she was and helped to form the new jsa but now he's really back and in full gear so to do something like this, to trash his car like that, to protect his stepdaughter is absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I think it really goes to great, you know, it really shows the great lengths that he'll go to to protect her, to protect his family. And, and you know, that's it right there. Yes, this is his stepdaughter, but, you know, he really sees her as more than that. Um, again, the conversation that he has with her in the hospital where, you know, they both sort of agree that, look... They're definitely doing this. You know, the JSA is formed. They are going after the ISA. But Courtney really finally realizing that she's not as tough as she thought she was. Well, I mean, she's she's tough. But she's not as experienced as she thought she was. I mean, yes, she's wielding an amazing weapon in the cosmic staff. But she still has a lot to learn about what it is to be a hero. You know, she has the demeanor for it. She has the character and personality for it. But uh, she's definitely lacking the experience. And, you know... Uh, this was definitely pointed out last episode with what happened with her and Pat definitely pointing it out here. But it's great to see that, you know, they really sort of accept each other. You know, she sees Pat as her stepdad and as her mentor. And, you know, he really recognizes that, yes, you know, she is the new star girl. You know, she's the new head of the JSA. You know, as much as it pains him, he realizes that 
the ISA is out, excuse me, the ISA is out there. They're up to something big and it's going to take a new JSA to stop them. So the conversation that the two of them have, you know, where he, he sort of, well, not sort of, but he, you know, he states that, yeah, you know, this is, this is what we need to do. But he says, you know, we need to tell your mom, you know, we need to bring her in on this. We really can't lie to her anymore. We really can't keep her in the dark. And what's great is that, uh, you know, when Barbara comes back from her business trip, you know, obviously called back because of this quote unquote car accident that happens, you can see that he really, really wants to tell her, but he realizes now is not the time. He knows it's the right thing to do, but he, right now he doesn't feel it's the right thing to do. And, you know, as somebody who's not so much going to lead the JSA, but sort of be like their guiding light and their mentor. I mean, I think it's kind of a good call right there. Um, clearly, Barbara would not be ready to handle the fact that her daughter is out there risking her life as Stargirl. So he definitely made a good call there. A little bit later after this, I think we get another great scene with Pat. Um, and again, I think this really highlights just how amazing Luke Wilson is, where he has a very intimate and personal moment with the cosmic staff where he pretty much goes down there and he has a conversation with the cosmic staff pretty much saying look i know what you're doing you know i know you want revenge you know you want revenge for starman's death you know you want revenge on the isa but you know she's just a kid yes she's going to be star girl yes she's going to head up the jsa but you know what you got to know, you know, Pat telling the cosmic staff, you know, you have to know that there's going to be times when she's going to be in, going to be in way over her head. And instead of pulling her towards that danger, you got to turn her around and you got to bring her back. You know, you have to learn that you can't always fight, that sometimes you got to be smart and you got to, uh, you know, you got to get her out of there and you got to get her uh, away from danger. And I think, you know, that was really just amazing scene. And like I said, you know, I'm really glad that they're giving Luke Wilson a lot more to do in this show and and clearly as it goes forward he's definitely going to do a lot more so here's the thing is you know the episode last week's episode Shiv part one ends and you know Courtney obviously knows who Shiv is she knows that it's Cindy Cindy did absolutely nothing to hide who she was but the sort of mystery at the end of this episode, or at the end of last week's episode, I should say, is does Cindy know who Courtney is? And it seemed pretty obvious that she would know who she is, uh, considering that when she kind of took out Stargirl, she had to hear Pat, you know, coming up, uh, you know, calling out Courtney's name. Also, too, she's befriended Courtney. She knows what Courtney looks like, you know, and I've said this before and I said it again. Yes, she's wearing a costume. Yes, she's wearing a mask, but she's probably the only girl in Blue Valley with that big, thick mane of, like, curly blonde hair. She's not even trying to disguise her voice or anything. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it would fool some adults, but Cindy is, Cindy is a pretty smart cookie. So, you know, we're wondering, does she know? Well, all that's put to rest. And I think, again, like I said, this shows why this show is really good. Other shows probably could have dragged this out, you know. Um, take Supergirl, for example. You know, Lena learning that Kara is really Supergirl. Uh, knowing that information and dragging out the big reveal that, you know, I've always known Kara. Something like that, you know, kind of playing that for dramatic effect. Well, you know, really right off the bat within the first 15, 20 minutes of this episode, again, you know, that question is put to rest. When Cindy comes to visit Courtney 
And, you know, the entire scene was absolutely amazing because the entire time, just like Courtney, I was sitting there going, what is Cindy's intention here? You know, does she know? Does she not know? You know, and Cindy, you know, and the actress who plays Cindy was doing a great job of being very coy, very sly about it. Um, I mean, we know the type of person that Cindy Berman is. I mean... I hate to say it, I mean, the girl is, you know, she's a queen bitch, pretty much, and she was really kind of playing that up, but then she also had some vulnerable moments, you know, saying that, you know, she's really looking for a friend, and she sees a lot of herself in Courtney, and vice versa, and, you know, if the situation was different, you know, they really wouldn't be very much different, they would pretty much be in the same boat. So she kind of wraps up her visit. She's about to leave when she just really drops the big bomb and is sort of like, yeah, I know you're star girl. And guess what? I'm going to kill you and I'm going to kill all your friends. So, you know, we're, we're not hiding anything. We're not playing around. We're not beating around the bush. You know, I think this episode pretty much almost serves. I mean, not technically as like the midseason break. But it almost is like a mid-season break where it's pretty much like, okay, we had all that buildup. We had all that development. Now going forward, you know, the cards have been dealt out. You know, we're getting down to it. We're getting ready to play. Not only, you know, does Cindy reveal that she knows that Courtney is Stargirl and that she's pretty much figured out, you know, who the rest of the JSA is just about. Um, you know, we get sort of like another origin here, not really an origin, but we've seen for the last few episodes that Henry Jr. is really starting to discover that he has his father's powers. Now, again, he has no idea who his father is, uh, that his father is brainwave, uh, about his abilities or anything. So for all he knows, this is something that's happening exclusively to him. When his powers really begin to manifest, though, uh, and he's poking around his dad's office uh, looking for medication because his father is a doctor and this manifestation of his powers powers is leading to sue to some um incredible headaches he pretty much stumbles upon his dad's hidden room he sees his costume he sees his files he starts to put two and two together and he really realizes who his dad truly is um the thing is is the 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 other great part of this episode is really you know what does the what does the rest of the jsa do when star girl is pretty much sidelined um one little I guess critique I'm going to say is, you know, the character of the new hour man, you know, Rick Tyler. Uh, okay. We get it, Rick. You're really, really angry. Um, originally you thought that your parents pretty much left you and died in a stupid car accident. Now, you know, that, you know, they were kind of forced to leave you. They did it for your own protection and they were killed by the ISA. You have a lot of anger in you. We get it. Look at Yolanda. Yolanda, uh, you know, Yolanda Montez is the new wildcat. I mean, she was carrying around a pretty big chip on her shoulder after what was done to her by Cindy Berman. But she sees this as a new chance. She sees taking up the mantle of wildcat as a chance to really invent herself. Again, last week, we see that she did some research on the original wildcat and saw that, you know, his life was unjustly unfairly ruined by scandal, by things that he did not do. And he used the wildcat persona you know, taking up the mantle of Wildcat to really sort of give himself a new life. Yes, he's fighting crime. Yes, he's doing good. But it was a chance for him to start over uh, and, and have a new life. And that's the way she sees it. So this Rick kind of like throwing, not a temper tantrum, but just, you know, like this real aggro alpha male kind of let's go out there and let's pound some heads. I mean, Rick, let's... 
let's give it a break already. But I think what's great is is we're going to see that Beth uh, Beth Cooper as the new Doctor Midnight is really going to step up and be a great second in command because you know they pretty much show up to Cindy's house with, well, we know that Cindy is Shiv. Uh, but we got to get some info on her because there's a really good chance that her parent or parents are members of, of the ISA. So we want to get in there and get some information. And they have no idea what to do. Beth is the one that comes up with a great plan. And it's aided by the fact that Pat learns of what they're doing. He shows up. And it's actually perfect because Pat and Beth show up at Cindy Berman's house. Uh, you know, Beth, just like when she kind of, quote unquote, broke into Courtney's house because she knew Courtney was Stargirl, was like, hi, I'm one of Cindy's friends. I want to be a cheerleader. Um, this mom, stepmom or whoever it is, again, robot, some genetic creation, who knows? Uh, she's there and she lets them in. And it's really great here because we, we see Beth really, you know, with, with the Dr. Midnight goggles on trying to find information she finds a hidden room um beth being very curious you know knowing it could be dangerous does go in there but i will give it i will give the writers credit and i'll give you know uh the actress who plays dr midnight i'll give her a lot of credit too because she's pretty much inside this underground layer sneaking around looking for information when she hears like this moaning, groaning, I mean, obviously it's Solomon Grundy held in a vault somewhere and she hears it and she hears that it's coming from somewhere in front of her and she turns around and she's like, no, 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 no. So Beth is very brave. Beth is very smart. She's definitely a capable second in command, but just like the rest of us, you know, if you were in some dark corridor and you heard uh, Solomon Grundy somewhere ahead of you, you would probably turn around and no, <laughs> no, 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 no. So, again, everything really kind of comes to a head here in this episode. And, again, you know, Luke Wilson doing a great job here, you know, pretending to be Beth's dad and really kind of acting, you know, as a, as a foil, acting as distraction. So Beth could kind of snoop around the house um, telling Cindy Berman's mom, stepmom, whoever she is, you know, he could help around the house. And what I thought was very funny about that is, you know, the stepmom here is sort of like, oh, pretty good looking guy helping me around the house a little bit of flirting going on there a little bit of uh innuendo and whatnot you know that really definitely added to the episode it definitely added to the scene luke wilson did a great job of really playing it off of really trying to keep up the charade you know of helping out to to distract the mom so cindy could snoop i'm sorry so beth can snoop around um even though he was clearly getting very very uncomfortable so definitely kudos to luke wilson there he really did a great job and of course at the end Courtney realizes, you know, what her teammates are doing, of course, still has in that mind that threat from Cindy that she will kill not only her, but she'll kill her friends as well. You know, she realizes that they have no idea what they're walking into. Beth does manage to get some information on uh, Dr. Ito, who we know is really Dragon King. But, uh, you know, really before Cindy could do anything to the new JSA, Stargirl does show up. Another fight ensues. And as this fight is happening, Henry Jr., who, of course, you know, having seen all the papers in his dad's office and sees that there's a deal between his dad and, and Cindy's dad, who, and again, he doesn't know who Cindy's dad really is. But seeing this deal that, you know, yes, Cindy is actually going to watch over Henry. I mean, nothing is making sense in Henry's world now. His powers are out of control. He happens to stumble upon, you know, Cindy and Courtney fighting. And, you know, because of his abilities, he's actually able to read both girls' minds. So he pretty much, you know, he already knows that 
Cindy is not who she appears to be. He learns that Stargirl is really Courtney. Uh, and he really, the thing that's pretty interesting is not only does he learn that Courtney is Stargirl, he also has a peek inside Cindy's mind, and he, he really gets a glimpse of just really what a psycho that Cindy is. Um, you know, he pretty much uses a brainwave explosion, I guess we'll call it, to kind of uh, end the fight between the two of them, really because he wants to get out of there. Cindy is is uh, recovered by her dad. He sends his minions out there. They pretty much drag her below to the ISA hidden layer underneath. Uh, and that pretty much leaves Henry to face off against Courtney. And Courtney's not going to fight him. You know, she's trying to reach out to him, but also realizes at the same time that he is reading her mind. So that's the thing that's going to be pretty interesting going forward is, you know, we already see, you know, one child of an ISA member who knows everything. She knows what the ISA is. She actually wants to be part of the ISA. She wants to destroy the new JSA. She wants to destroy Stargirl. And you have Henry Jr., who's really just this very night discovering who his dad is and who he really is. What is he going to do with this? Um, you know, again, learning, really learning about Cindy, the fact that she manipulated events to get close to him. And she's really supposed to be there to watch him and keep an eye on him. And again, when he sees Courtney and Cindy fighting, having, having a peek inside both of their minds, kind of seeing really what a nice girl that Courtney is and really what a psycho that Cindy is uh, pretty much when the episode ends he's pretty much running off into the night really having no idea what to do so potential ISA member potential JSA member lone wolf we'll have to wait and see guys thanks for listening do me a favor head on over to Instagram stuff you don't need to know is there I post pictures about the content that I talk about know-it-alls thanks for listening I'll talk to you guys later you remember when you were young and you wanted to send the